morning, Powerhouse, Pastor Noel here. It's uh, indeed a great privilege to join you this morning. I thank God that you chose to, to, to join us on this uh, online platform to, to worship God with us. I'm praying that you'll be able to really experience God during this, during this time. Um, thank you. Thank you again for joining us. Now, before I dive into God's word, I want to remind you about the, the prayer summit that we, are plan we were planning to have on the 28th of March. The prayer summit we were planning to have on the 28th of March. We are still hoping to have it, but we will inform you if anything changes. So if you haven't signed up, please go into our website and sign up. If anything changes, we will let you know. So please uh, just, just uh, stay, stay with us through our online platform to... To, to be updated. Um, this coronavirus thing has literally disrupted millions around the world. You know, the people are in severe, a severe state of panic. The stock market is plummeting. Schools and colleges have moved to online platform. All my four kids are back home. We've had to create space for them to do school. Most people are working remotely. You know, live sport games have been uh, canceled. Like, I didn't watch my favorite soccer channel yesterday. Basketball is canceled and travel has been severely limited. We have been forced to be creative with our use of time and space. These are tough days. Very tough days. But it is in, during these kinds of days that Jesus came to earth. Jesus came to earth when life was hard, when people's lives were severely disrupted. In Matthew chapter 9, from verse 35 to 36, it says that when Jesus came to earth and he went through all the towns and villages, when he was teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness, when he saw the crowds, when he looked at the people, when he saw what the people are going through, this is what he said. He said this. He said, the people are harassed and helpless. Jesus looked at the people and he saw their lives disrupted. They were harassed and helpless. Harassed by disease and sicknesses like we are today. Harassed by the harsh Roman rule that they were experiencing. They were harassed by very extreme economic downturn. Most people in Jesus' days could only afford one meal a day, if at all. The people were harassed. They were not only harassed, but they were helpless. You know, it is one thing to be harassed. It's one thing to feel the pressure. It's one thing to not know. It's one thing to, to experience the disruption. But it is a whole different level to not know what to do about it, to be helpless. Jesus says that the people were helpless. They were like sheep 
without a shepherd. And I, I think we feel like that today during these days. We, we don't know what to do about this thing. The whole world is trying to come together to figure out the solution, but then you could sense, a, uh, you could feel a sense of helplessness, right? Like people are helpless. They don't know what to do. We don't know about tomorrow. You know, are our towns going to be locked down? When I go to the store, will I be able to find what I need? How do I know whether I have the virus? What, what is going on? What about my neighbor? What about that? So we don't know, and everything is shutting down. It is a, a state of helplessness, desperation. So what did Jesus tell the crowds? These people who he saw, these villages and the towns that he went to, what was his message? We see that his message was good news. It's called the good news of the kingdom. We've been going through this series, Take It or Leave It. And in this series, we've been seeing the message that Jesus spoke to the people of his time. We've been looking at Matthew chapter 5, from verse 1 to 12. Matthew 5 from verse 1 to 12. If you could please turn there with me. Matthew 5 from verse 1 to 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and began to he began to teach. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely and, and falsify falsis, and falsify all kinds of things of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who are before you. Amen. So Jesus, when he saw the crowds, he came with a message of blessing. He spoke a word of hope to the people who were harassed and helpless. And in a sense, he was telling them, I'm giving you this message of hope, this message of blessing. And I'm asking you to take it or leave it. But I really want to encourage you to take this message of blessing. Bless, the word blessed is a very, very thick word. It means to experience deep joy, deep peace, deep love, and deep 
hope even in very difficult circumstances. That you can experience God's blessing in difficult circumstances because the blessed are Jesus is in control. The blessed are Jesus is in control. Jesus is in charge. Though it seems like the whole world is out of control, is disrupted, Jesus, our Savior, our God in heaven, is in control. And so he can assure you of a blessing during this time. He can assure you of his of deep joy experience, of an experience of peace, an experience of God's love, an experience that things are going to work out during this time. I want to focus this morning on verse 6 of Matthew. And in verse 6 of Matthew, Jesus is, verse 6 of chapter 5 of Matthew, Jesus is, is telling us how we can experience this blessing that is giving us during this harsh time. Matthew 5 verse 6, he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Another way of reading is that blessed are those who are desperate to connect with Jesus, for they will experience satisfaction. Blessed are those who are desperate to connect with the love of God, for they will experience peace during this time. That's how you can reread Matthew 5, 6. Jesus is saying, I want you to take pursuit of satisfaction in God and live the pursuit of your own way. Don't try to figure it out in your own way. Ask God to help you to figure it out. Pursue God. He uses the word, he says, those who hunger and thirst for a connection with God. Hunger and thirst. Jesus uses these words very intentionally. He doesn't use these words in isolation. He uses these words against a backdrop of experience. Jesus is here as understood what hunger and thirst meant. You know, the fact is that few of us today know what it is to really be hungry. Few of us today know what it, it really, what it is to really be thirsty. In December of uh, 2007, my family and I were in Kenya. That's where we come from. And we had gone for a visit to a town called Eldoret. Eldoret is my hometown. To celebrate Christmas with our family that is there. Now, during that time when we were visiting, the country experienced serious post-election violence. Elections were held right after Christmas, and before the results were announced, 
there were, there were peop people were disturbed that the, maybe someone had rigged the results and violence erupted. Eldoret, where we were, was the epicenter of this violence. As you can imagine, stores were shut down. We were experiencing a lockdown. You could not go to the bank, to the stores. The, we, we, we could not buy anything. And within a few days, we ran out of food with no where to get it. We were ran completely out of food and clean water. With all our children, we did not know what to do. You know, I know, I know how it feels to experience hunger pangs, you know, between breakfast and lunch. And maybe I know how that feels. But what we experienced those days when we had no food for several days, I can't even describe to you. There was a a severe pain that we couldn't even sleep. Just completely famished. Our throats were parched. Crying out, wishing that there could even be just some water to touch our lips. This went on for days. That's the kind of hunger Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about the, what you feel between breakfast and lunch that you can cure with taking some snacks, some coffee in between. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying that, the, that Jesus is this, using this word hunger as an extreme feeling of desperation. In other words, he's saying that you and I need to be so desperate to connect with God, especially during this time. Desperate as that feeling of hunger for food and thirst for water. That we need to be longing and desiring God as we would desire food, having not eaten for days. Is, do you have this kind of hunger for God? I want to tell you that God has given you and I the gift with this coronavirus to be desperate for him. I think that this is a gift to help us to be desperate. I think we can turn this this, 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 this disruption and this des desperation for things as a, as a gift for God, as a gift to connect with God. And maybe during these days as you're struggling with different things, maybe you're afraid, maybe you're wondering, maybe you're asking questions and what will I do with my kids? Will we have enough food? Will we run out of supplies? Is, is, is my town going to, going to be locked down? Could it be that these things will, God is giving us to, to push us to reach out for him, to connect for him, to connect with him? I think we can turn 
this desperation to work for us by connecting with God, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, for a connection with God. Now, most of us have a wistful and vague desire for God. For most of us, for most of us God is like a snack that we can have between meals. He's not the main meal. He's not the one we really long for as much. It's not that we don't long for him, but, we, but like we are not this desperate for him. And Jesus is saying that during these times of struggle and pain that he wants us to, to hunger, to be desperate for God to connect with him so that we'll experience this blessing that he's offering us. King David, in the Bible, describes his own desperation when he was in the desert. His life had been disrupted and he was running away. I think he was being chased by Saul. He was running away from his home, from his family. He was in some sort of lockdown himself. And he turned his desperation towards God. And this is what he said in Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. He said this. He said, As a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Probably as David was running away and he was in this desert of Judah, maybe he saw a deer on the side that was famished, desperate, had not eaten for days, and this deer was panting for water. And as David looked at it, he said, that is me. And I'm going to turn that desperation, that I, I'm, the desperation I have, I'm going to turn it to be a desperation after God. And I want to be like that deer that is panting for water. I want my soul to pant for God the way that deer is panting for water. So he says, my soul pants for my God. And he says in verse 2, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And when can I go and meet with God? Could it be that this is the question that you and I need to be asking at this time? The question, when can I go and meet with God? During this time when our lives are dis disrupted, you should be asking, when can I go and meet with God? How can I connect with God? I want to experience God. I want to experience the blessing of God. I want to experience the comfort of God. I want to experience the peace of God. God, when can I meet with you? I'm hungry for you. I need you right now. My family needs you right now. My country needs you right now. When can I meet with you? David asked the question, when can I meet with God? He was pursuing a connection with God. He wanted the blessing that Jesus was, was offering. And you know, Jesus is available to meet with you. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus said this, Here I am. I stand at the door 
I want you to right now imagine Jesus. He's standing at the door of your house. And he's knocking. And he's saying, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. He wants to come in right into your story, right into your, your pain, right into your fears, right into your struggle and your emotions. He wants to come in. And he says, I will come in and I, and I will sit down and eat with you. Another way of saying is I will sit down and talk with you. I want you to pour your heart to me, Jesus says. Tell me about your struggle. Let's have this conversation. Talk to me. What are you afraid of? What are the questions you have? What are the things you're thinking about these days? What are the things you're worried about? Talk to me about it. I'm here for you. I want to bless you. I want to connect with you. And I want to do more than just connecting with you. I want to help you to give you the solution of how to respond and deal with this time. So, family, would you open the door for Jesus? Would you go to your door right now and say, Jesus, I open the door for you. Come into my house. Hey, and Jesus, have a seat at the table. Do you, would you like some coffee? What, what kind of, what do you, what do you or maybe I'll serve you ice cream. Chocolate chip cookies, Jesus. Uh, we, we, oh, and we ran out of toilet paper, but it's all right, Jesus. But we have, uh, uh, I have, I have, uh, I can give you coffee at least. There's no milk, but it's, do you take your coffee black? I'll give you that. Jesus accepts all of that. And he will sit down with you. And share your heart with him. Right now. Let me just ask you right now to close your eyes. As I pray for you. Right now, wherever you are. Whether you're at Starbucks. In your homes. Or listening somewhere else across the borders of this country. Close your eyes. What are you afraid of? What are the things that you're feeling right now? I want you to picture Jesus. He's knocking. He's saying, I'm here for you. You're not alone. Let me in. Can you let Jesus in? Tell him, Jesus, I let you in. Come in, Jesus. Give him a seat. Tell him, Jesus, you're welcome. Begin to pour your heart to him. Tell him, Jesus, I, I, I'm afraid and I need help. I am harassed and helpless. And I don't know what to do, Lord Jesus. 
I accept your promise of blessing today, Lord Jesus. Would you give me peace? Would you give me hope? Let me know that it will all come together. Let me know that it will work out, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what, Jesus? Don't go. Make this your home. Stay with me. Stay with me, Lord Jesus. I am taking your blessing. I am taking your satisfaction. And Jesus, I am living my own way. I don't want to do this in my own way. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, just give him praise because he's right there with you in your home, wherever you are. Jesus has come in and he's, he's doing his work. He's healing you. He's touching you. He's turning everything around. He's giving you peace. He's giving you his blessing. Hey, I'm excited about what Jesus is doing. He's moving in your, in your home. He's in our towns. He's in our villages. He's in our country. And he's changing. He's turning everything around. Jesus has come. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. Come on, church. Just stand up where you are back home and give him some praise. Worship him. Glorify him. Lift him up. We thank you, Jesus. 